Hey, what you got in that bag? It's a secret. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio, ladies and gentlemen, let's get Ready to rumble! Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why? Web. It's Spud Goodman! Greetings! My name is Spud Goodman and welcome to our radio program. We aim to please here, so if there's anything that gets on your nerves or bugs you, please do let us know as we go along and We'll make every effort to accommodate your wishes. Please say hello to my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Hi, everyone. Hey, Spud, you always say it's your show, and you will do it the way you damn well feel like it. Now, what's happening? I mean, what's gotten into you? I'm just saying that, you know, I'm going to make every effort to take into account the input of everyone now listening. Eee. We aim to please here at the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, did, did someone slip you one of those roofies into your Pepto-Bismol? I, I'm kind of worried about you right now, Spud. I can assure you and everyone else that I've never felt better. And no, no one has put a foreign substance into my Pepto. Hmm. I, I have, you know, I've just reassessed my life during, the, you know, our two weeks off. And I've come to the realization that I need to change my perspective if I want to be successful. What? You know, like right now. I'm visualizing very soon leaving the radio ghetto we now reside in and move on to host a program on the BBC or Sirius XM or, you know, we, we almost dream big if we want to progress. Uh, you, you told me dreams are for suckers and never come true. Remember, you said you always prepare for the worst so you aren't disappointed. I'm just getting the hang of that well, philosophy. Now yeah. you go all positive without a heads well, up or anything. Well, it's... It's very unsettling. The, the deal is, I gave my word to this guy I met at Safeway a few days ago. He asked me to keep his name, you know, out of it private, so I'm going to do that. But, you know, he said he'd listen to me, you know, a few times and said I was kind of a magnet wow. for negativity. You know, pretty much what our executive producer, Lori Madsen, has been, you know, bugging me about for Ms. a long Lori time. Madsen. But anyway, at first I tried to blow this dude off, but he started to make a lot of sense. I mean... The way I've always been hasn't gotten me very far, right? I mean, I can't deny that. So Whoa. what do I got to lose with going along with this new positive approach? It's not going to kill me or anything. And I told him I'd try for one show and see what happened. Okay, I, I guess I get it. I, I just sure hope our listeners out there can handle this new happy-go-lucky Spud Goodman because I think you have a whole lot of loyal, grumpy people who listen to your show each week, and this might be a little tough for them to handle. Well, like I said, it's a one-week experiment, okay? Right, right. now, let's check out some music. For those listening cool. in other parts of the country and really across the world, through that web thingy. Um, here's a true Northwest legend, and this was recorded live on my show in 1994 at KTZZ in Seattle. I'm referring to the late, great Captain Puget, an amazing man, with his song, The Last Settler. May his spirit live on forever. Ahoy. Thank you, Spud. Thank you very much. Good to be here.
traveled all over this country, prospecting and digging for gold. I've tunneled, hydraulic and cradled, and I have been frequently sold. My grub in a blanket I left all my tools on the ground And I started one morning to shank it For the country they call Puget Sound For the country they call Puget Sound For the country they call Puget Sound I started one morning to shank it For the country they call Puget Sound Flat broke in midwinter, I found it enveloped in fog and covered all over with timber, thick as hair on the back of a dog. I took up a claim in the forest and set myself down to hard toil. For two years I've worked in thy labor. But I never got down to the soil I never got down to the soil I never got down to the soil For two years I chopped and I labored But I never got down to the soil I tried to get out of the country, but poverty forced me to stay, until I became an old settler, then nothing could drive me away. Think that if man ever found a place to be peaceful and quiet, that spot is on Puget Sound. No longer a slave to ambition, I laugh at the world and its shams as I think of. Surrounded by acres of clams, I'm surrounded by acres of clams. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. <laughs> the Spud Man. <laughs> I'm laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> We got, we got a call, Spud? All right, please welcome comedian actor Bill Engvall to the show. He's appeared on so many TV shows, I won't bore everyone with the list. Uh, but he has been a main member of the six blue-collar comedy tours so far, in addition to his own stand-up career. And Hey, hey oh, check, I got to throw this in. He was on Dancing with the Stars like so many of our guests have been over, over the last year. Yeah. But 
you made it to the freaking finals last November. Is that correct? Is that correct, Bill? Yeah, I'm the only, I'm the only comedian and only uh, an oldest guy to ever make it to the finals. That is so cool. All right. So anyway, thank you very much for coming on the show. Well, listen, when they said I got to talk to Spud and Chick, uh, how can you turn that down? Wow, super. Even if, even if, wow. Uh, what are we gonna, let's get this going before you reconsider. I mean, there's, you know, there's Howard Stern. There's uh, the other Spud guy. and Chick. I mean, right there. You can't name another one. You know, they're, they're, those are the top three right there. All right, super. Hey, Spud, Spud, how big of a star do you have to be to be on Dancing with the Stars? Do you think we could or are we? I don't know. I don't no, think we're big enough well, yet. Really? Not yet? Um, you know, Chick here is uh, a big big fan of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Uh-huh. He has uh, like a poster of Larry the Cable Guy in his bedroom. So you can say hi, Chick. You got like a few words okay. here. Okay, I'm going to say hi. Thanks for joining us. Okay, all right. So we were good. Now, are you good over there? Because you're going to have to keep quiet for a bit. I, I, all right, I'm, super. Okay. I'm, I'm not shaking anymore. Um, he, so, Bill, as Chick and I have given thought to maybe dipping a toe into the world of comedy, is it necessary to choose a collar? I mean, there is white-collar intellectual comedy, you know, stuff you got to wait like a few seconds before you get the ironic reference. And there's blue-collar stuff that just comes out ready to consume. Are there any other collars we need to consider before we make a decision to get into maybe stand-up? No, I think you got uh, a horse collar, maybe. You know, Ooh. I don't know. Other than that, you know, you're you're, you're pretty good. Okay, super. Okay. Um, you've been in the comedy business for quite a while. You were named Comedian of the Year in 1992, so you would clearly be an expert in the field. What's tougher, uh, making people laugh or reverse engineering a pair of Google glasses? Because I say making people laugh is because these days they have so many options and the bars raise pretty high. Uh, I'd have to agree with you on that. Uh, and also, if you don't know how to do it, you can just Google how to reverse Google Glass. I, by the way, what is a Google Glass? I mean, it's like at what point do we... Have we stopped being human beings and and becoming these uh, these robots? I, I swear to you, I look at some of this stuff. I, the other day, I watched a guy literally walk into a stop sign because he was looking at his phone. I never, I, I nearly wet my pants. I was laughing so hard, and he he looked at me like you're a jerk. I go, you're the idiot who just walked into the stop sign. Well, well, I have a dribble glass. Do, do you uh, do you you live in L.A. right, or do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I bet I'm thinking maybe down Melrose and stuff there might be a few of those Google glasses coming around. I'm just curious. We don't have it much in our area, so. I'm listen. <laughs> I'm such a fish out of water in LA. I mean, there's 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 things that go on there that I find myself just going, well, why would you do that? You know, it's like it, that's why I love coming up to Washington because they're just they're just great people. And it's funny. I'm originally from Texas. And you would think that the my biggest draw would be down from you know fans from down Texas, but it's actually there in the Northwest. Really? All right, super. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, other than the fact that I guess that we're all rednecks and we, and I, we kind of all think alike. I, I guess that's the only thing I can I can draw. But I love coming up there. And you guys just legalized pot, right? Um, actually, officially this week. Yes, that is correct. We. Yeah, yeah. That's off the record, though. Will it, will it be there? Will it be for sale by the time I get there? Um, actually, it will be. It will definitely be by the time you get here. But that, again, that's off the record. We're not really, we're not really spreading the word to other states. So there's enough. The supply's supposed to be low, so we don't really want people from like Oklahoma or Montana to be flowing into the state for a while. So no, no, no. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just keep it on the down low. That you know. But all right, super. Um, hey, do you think? Audiences prefer someone who's kind of peppy and positive over grumpy and annoying because I'm under a bit of pressure from my producer and others to change my image. They say I'm just kind of, I guess, too grumpy. I don't know. What's your perspective on, on like? Pres- um, I I think I think the the people. I, listen, I would say the only way I say they prefer the kind of upbeat and and more positive is just because you know all day long you're inundated with uh, bad news. You know, it's like and so. 
I think, uh, but you know, it's uh, also, I, uh, I wouldn't consider myself peppy. You know, I'm more, you know, right, I, right. I, I tend to, you know, I have a clean show and I uh, try to find the positive and stuff, but I wouldn't put the word peppy with me. All right, super. <laughs> Sometimes have... peppy can be annoying. I, that... Peppy to me says a kitten. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm passing that on to my producer. That, that's true. Yeah, it's like the, the puppy that, that won't quit chewing on your shoe. That's peppy. Yes. Yeah. Did you have to do your own laundry on the road? Or, and do they bring you a bagel in the morning? Do you have an assistant? I mean, that'd be so cool to have an assistant. Uh, no, I don't because I look at it like it's just I got to pay somebody to do something that I would have been doing my whole life. So why would I? You know, it's so funny. I have comedian friends which, who will remain nameless. Uh who I knew in, that were drinking beer out of a boot when they were in the club circuit. And then all of a sudden they got big and they got, they got a guy carrying his uh, suitcase. And I'm like, dude, really? So I, I, no, I'm not a big fan of the assistant. The assistant sound is, is one of the things that sounds good, but in the, in actually probably didn't really appeal to me that much. All right. Super. Spot, spot, spot. I really think we need an assistant around here. Do you think your paper boy could do it? Shh. He gets off at eight. I'll talk to him. Um, hey, in 2007, this is kind of a, I was really pumped to ask you this one. Um, this one popped into my mind last night. In 2007, you were in the movie Delta Force. Did they let you fire fancy weapons and send out coordinates for laser-guided missiles to prepare yeah. for the role? Uh, we didn't get to do that. Well, oh. we got to shoot guns. That was pretty fun. I got to sit in the back of a Jeep and shoot a 50 cal gun while we were driving around. What'd you shoot? Uh, 50 caliber. No, shot I everything mean, I could find. What'd you point at? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Every, okay, gotcha. All right, all right. I actually, I actually got banned from the jeep because I kept pointing at other people. Yeah, that, that. Even though, even though we were just shooting blanks, they still didn't really appreciate that. Yeah, right. No sense of humor. Right. Hey, you have a couple of projects in the can, as they say in like your area of the, of the world, or are in the process of shooting. Can you give your fans, you know, a heads up on what's coming up for you? Uh, well, we uh, we're waiting to hear about a reality type show. Uh, and then, uh, there's a, I just finished shooting a movie up in Wisconsin that should be out. Uh, I, I had a little role in that, uh, but, uh, it should be out next year sometime, but always looking for new projects. So, you know, I mean, listen, if they ever do the, the chicken spud life show, I'd yes. love to play chick. Hey, write that down, write, write that down. I, I am. We, I have, am. His, we have his phone number or no, he what? called us. Wait, what? Well, anyway, we're going to work on that. Me? Um, so Bill, what has been your most memorable moment thus far in your existence on earth? Cause I'm required to ask that question as a talk show host. Well, I mean, uh, business wise or personal, uh, personal, uh, personal would probably be my kids being born. Well, that's, that, uh, yeah. that was, that was a pretty special moment. Uh, Business-wise, uh, I'd have to say when we, when me and the guys played the uh, Nashville Arena, and we'd sold eighteen thousand tickets for one night, and you walked out on that stage, and it was pretty crazy. Eighteen thousand tickets, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's a really high bar for us. If we ever get our toe in this business, that's yeah. Okay. I've seen four. All right. So okay. Well, <laughs> let me. Uh, is there anything last thing you want to say to our uh, to our listeners up here? And we're also yeah, on a few other yeah. Listen, okay. uh, I've played the casino before. It's a great place to come out and see the show. It's so gorgeous, and uh, uh, me and my buddy Gary Brightwell are going to be put on a great show. And just everybody, come on out, have a great time, and let's uh, sit out in the woods and have some laughs. All right, super. Okay, Bill Engvall, we want to thank you so much for picking up the phone and checking in with us. Uh, right, Chick? Well, yeah, like absolutely. I said, it's a, it's, you know, this is a, another bucket list that's been covered. I'm on the Chicken Spud Show. I've been to Europe, and now <coughs> I've done the Chicken Spud uh, Show. Excuse me, uh, Spud and Chick? Oh. Spud and Chick. I, well, sorry, he, his check cleared before yeah, yours did. That's probably true. All right, well, tell you what, Bill, you take it easy. All right, <laughs> take care. All right, thanks so much.
What walks downstairs, a loner in pairs, and makes a sneakity sound. A spring, a spring, a marvelous thing. Everyone knows it's the Spud Goodman Show. Spud, we have a call holding. They don't know who it is. The guy just won't say. Oh, he wants to play it that way, huh? Hm, fine. Put him through. So you finally have a celebrity guest on that the rest of America can relate to? How long did it take you to wise up, huh? I've been listening on and off for over six months. Yeah. Mostly off. Yeah. And have never even heard most of your guests. I mean, they all seem to come from either New York City or Hollywood. They're just kind of weird. Well, you know, that is where most people in show business reside. That's where the jobs are, doofus. But it's him again. Yeah, of, of course. Of course. I know this guy's voice in my sleep. Of hey, course it's hey, him. Hey, hey, Southern Rock guy. So this time you aren't going to call, call and bitch about what we have on our show. So so you enjoyed hearing from Bill Engvall? We aim to please, right? Southern man better yeah. I'm a big fan. So like a broken clock, even you get. Uh, like you cannot screw it up more than one thing. Huh? So uh, I mean, you, you got lucky here and booked the guest most of America cares about. The guy's a personal friend of Ronnie White and Larry the Cable Guy. That's pretty damn cool. How the hell did you get him on your start? Look, dude, I'm glad you enjoyed listening to Bill Engvall. He's a really nice guy. But now we leave us alone and quit calling to bitch about the show. It's just getting old, man. But Spuddy's probably our most loyal listener. Who takes the time to call in more than Southern Rock Guy? You guys are still doing the call me. I do have a name. What is it? Kevin. I like Southern Rock Guy better. Kevin, yeah, me too. I gotta go, Southern Rock Guy. You know, if if uh, you know, how about this? If we blo- book anybody else from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, I will have an intern text you with a heads up. Okay, uh, this number on our caller ID—that's your cell. You really think I'd divulge my location via my cell number to someone like you? I'm well, calling I'm s- from a payphone. Just ask. So, so you're wasting your time. You have a payphone in your house? No, there's a payphone in the hallway of my apartment. Uh, I turn on my computer so I can still hear it just get like out there jail. in the hallway. I got, I, I got to go myself, so I'm out of quarters. But before I go, can I request some Molly Hatchet? Maybe a live cut of flirt with disaster yeah yeah that's gonna happen how about uh, you stay tuned though because we do have a much better band coming up right now for your listening pleasure so hang tight okay it's uh, musical guest interview time uh and bef- before me as i speak are a group of gentlemen known uh, in musical circles as the hilltop rats now you know some may not be fond of rodents but i have always had a personal affection for them for those listening though i will describe them as very manly in appearance and i've heard the ladies really dig them so guys uh, please identify yourselves and your instrument of choice uh, I'm Zach. I'm the vocalist. I'm Aaron. Play bass. I'm Josh. And I play guitar. I'm Kenny. I play guitar too. Parker drums. All right, super. So, um, what has been each of your favorite TV sitcoms growing up? And nobody can pick mine as Mr. Ed because that's that's why I got dibs on that. Charles and Charles though, or Mr. Belvedere are still available. What do you guys? What what na- na- name it? Name it. The Simpsons, one hundred percent. Simpsons. Okay. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, animated stuff Second for sure, right? Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Like Alf or uh, Full House. I like Beavis and Butthead when I was younger. That was, that was good stuff. I, that was, I was killer that they, you had them on there. Are they still alive? Uh, Mr. Judge, who did that for us uh, maybe a few years back, yes, he's still alive and quite thriving, actually. has That's a fantastic awesome. show on HBO right now. Lucky. Um, so let me ask you this. This is off the record. It's not going to go any further, but when you were putting the band together, what other band did you guys all agree that you would never, ever want to sound like? 
Journey. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve Perry. Steve yeah. Perry. Steve Perry. Okay. Thank you. Uh, is that unanimous? It's unanimous. We'll move on. Um, what are the long-term goals of the Hilltop Rats? Have fun. We don't like goals. All right. All right. Super. Okay. Sorry. I want to go all corporate on you. Okay. Um, so what's the name of the first song? The song's called Take It Back. Is this uh, off that video that I, that's roaming yeah, around the is, internet? Yeah, uh, this is the song we shot the video for. We shot it uh, in Hilltop on the roof of uh, Hilltop Loans right by 1111. Uh, Super. Well, let's do this. a self-evident fact that some people seem to attract success, wealth, attainment, recognition, and personal satisfaction, apparently with very little effort. Others reach these goals with the greatest difficulty, while still others never seem to reach them at all. What is the difference? It can't be physical, and it's a proved fact that such ability isn't inherited. Obviously then, the power, the capacity, 
the developed skill to achieve outstanding success must come from within the people themselves. It's the same quality that you possess to a greater or lesser degree right now, at this very moment. And if you want to change your wishes into facts, your dreams into realities, your desires into solid achievement, the all-important answer is personal motivation. Yogi Bear is smarter than the average bear. Yogi Bear is always in the ranger's hair. At a picnic table you will find him there. Stuffing down more goodies than the average bear. He will sleep till noon, but before it's dark, he'll have every picnic basket that's in Jelly's compartment. Yogi has it better than a millionaire. That's because he's smarter than the average bear. He will sleep till noon, but before it's dark. Personal motivation. Personal motivation. Take two. want to change your wishes into facts, your dreams into realities, your desires into solid achievement, the all-important answer is personal motivation. Personal motivation is exactly what those two words indicate, the ability to motivate yourself to accomplishment. Personal motivation means the development of inner strength, conscious willpower, overwhelming desire, and the determination to reach any goal you, personally, want to achieve. No matter who you are or what your age may be, if you want to achieve permanent, sustaining success, the motivation that will drive you toward that goal must come from within. I usually begin our national radio broadcast saying, it's a wonderful thing to be a Christian, a wonderful thing to be saved, a wonderful thing to know Jesus and possess the life he gave. And further, I have said it all over the country that if there were no heaven and no hell, if this life were all, uh, was all there, there is to, to living, I'd still rather be a Christian than anything else the world has to offer simply because of the joys that we experience in him right now. But thank God there is a heaven to gain, there is a hell to shun, and we between now and eternity, we can have a spiritual ball, we can enjoy life, we can, we can enjoy. Personal motivation means the development of inner strength, conscious willpower, overwhelming desire, and the determination to reach any goal you personally want to achieve. Touch that mouse, Spud and Chick will be right back after this brief intermission.
We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Why don't we queue up uh, right now a guy that has a special spot in my heart. Um, it's, it's the clip of the week, and I, I, I can't lie. This dude just turns my crank. And I should add, uh, Louis Gohmert, a GOP congressman from the state of Texas, uh, was actually a judge one, at one time. A judge. So I assume he's able to shower and feed himself these days. But his mind is an amazing gift to me. You know, I, I have to come up with material for this segment each week. And it's a challenge, but this guy can always be counted on Every week, what can I say? So tonight I thought I'd toss a few of his greatest hits together to give you a bit of a Louis mashup. Here it is, enjoy. If uh, you're oriented toward animals, toward animals, oriented toward animals, bestiality, uh, then you know that you know that you know that you know that that's not something that could be used held against you or any bias be held against you for that, which means you'd have to strike, strike, strike any laws against bestiality. If you're oriented toward corpses, you'd have to strike, strike, strike any laws against corpses, toward children, toward children, corpses. You know, there are all kinds of perversions, what most of us would call perversions. Some would say there are all kinds of perversions, what most of us would call perversions. Thank you, thank you, thank you, President Barack Hussein Obama. This will be quite a legacy for you. And I'm not one of those who says he's not a Christian. All I know is that's between him and God. But what I do know is he has helped jumpstart a new Ottoman Empire. President Barack Hussein Obama. President Barack Ottoman Obama. President Barack Hussein Obama. President Barack Ottoman Obama. There are all kinds of Ottoman perversions. Ultimately, they're saying you have to hire whatever Satan worshiper, whatever Ottoman cross-dresser, whatever cross-dresser you think it might be immoral if that's against your religious belief. You are going to be forced to abandon your religious beliefs. And we've been seeing that with some of the requirements under Obamacare. Once again, here are your hosts, Spud Goodman and Chick Hunter. Okay, Spud, this time your mom is on the phone. It's right about her time to call in anyway. Well, I don't have time now. Has she ever used email to communicate with you? No, she only uses her computer to listen to music and watch hobo fights on YouTube. Ah, what the heck? Put her on. Jeez. I'll make it quick. Spud, my baby. I've been listening to your show tonight. Well, not exactly listening, but it's serving as a comforting sound for my parakeet, Winfrey. She gets lonely in the kitchen when I'm watching TV in the living room. I understand. Anyway, when I went to the fridge to get a pudding pop, I heard you say you were going to try and put your frown upside down. That is a great idea. You know, I just said I'm giving this new thing a try tonight, Mom. But how am I doing? I, I, I kind of think I'm pulling it off. I know you haven't yelled at me nearly as much as usual. I really like the not-so-grumpy spud. Well, I, I don't know if it'll help your radio career, but I can guarantee you it will resurrect your love life, spud. Where are my grandchildren? Do you realize how long I've been waiting for little bundles of joy to spoil that? Well, I guess spoiling a kid skips a generation with you, huh? I mean, come on, Mom. You and Dad had me paying rent when I was in the 10th grade. You were hardcore. And and you continue to bug me about having a grandkid to dote on? You know, my, my parents want a grandkid or three, two. It, it really gets old hearing them tell me I'm not getting any younger. It's not like I don't want to have kids, but it's not that easy to do. Well, actually, it is. Really? But that's another story. Mom, I can try and be more happy-go-lucky with women. I, I'll, I'll, you know, 
I promise I will smile more and we'll just see what happens, just like the show. Well, turn that frown upside down. You attract more flies with maple syrup than with gasoline spuds. Yeah. I must say that your father did have a Good way advice. with the ladies that you will never grasp. I don't understand. Sure, he had his issues, but the man did know how to please a woman. Yeah, he sure did. Many of them. <sighs> anyway, I gotta go, Mom. I gotta go, okay? Why do you always... Why do you always try to rush me off the phone when we talk? Well, you, I have so many other things to bring up. I know. Like, when are you going to mow my backyard? My little Trixie can barely see over the grass when she goes outside to do a business. Well, get a real dog and not some beanbag breed and they'd be fine. <laughs> but, all right, I will be over tomorrow with my mower, okay? <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, Ms. Goodman. I, I, like, I like Trixie even if she did bite me a few weeks ago. Well, well she feels terrible okay. about that chick. Okay, guys. Toodles. All right. You know, I think you're doing a pretty good job with the new upbeat approach. I, I don't think more than a few listeners could say you're being an asshole tonight. It takes it's taking me a bit to get used to, but I have to say it is a breath of fresh air. Well, good to hear. I think so. But as I said, this is an endorsement, okay? And excuse me, an experiment and an endorsement because I'm trying to just I don't know, do something different. And you know, who knows? I don't get too used to the soft and squishy me. I'm up in the air right now if it works or not. I guess I should talk to some of the other people around here, but part of me is okay with not obsessing on the little things that usually piss me off, but on the other hand, there's so many things I could have like jumped on so far in the show. A lot of missed opportunities where I could have expressed myself about how messed up things are. Mm, you know, this is kind of way harder than I thought. Well, I think I can speak for all of us in the studio, including the interns. Things sure seem a lot more relaxed. Like, when was the last time people looked so happy and carefree around here? Hi! Well, um... Maybe you've not read any books on effective management, on how to motivate staff members working, oh. you know, working for you. The last, the last thing that all these books say, and I don't even know why I have to tell you this, you should, you read The Art of War, right? You can't uh. let your people feel comfortable. That's when, you know, the mission statement gets lost and people start slacking. <laughs> Do we have a mission statement? I, I know Lori Madsen, our executive producer, mentioned something about that word at a staff meeting. I don't know well, what it I'm is. Well, I'm talking about my mission statement, and it's quite simple. Make this show good enough for me to get some radio job, you know, that, 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 uh, be frank, that, that pays Good money. I don't want to sound like a, you know, like a total pure capitalist, but it'd be nice to be able to pay the bills at the end of the month. You know, where they give away, you know, wacky prizes from contests and Hats. they have maybe they have a couple wacky drive time DJs too. Huh. But let's think about it this way. Maybe they also also air commercials where I can maybe get wow. up and take a leak without having to sprint back. I'm tired of pretending I'm too cool to take a gig like that. Commercials would be nice. That would mean we're making money yeah that's right? what i'm saying that's the goal the question is what's the quickest route to get there huh. this new mr nice guy or me just being myself uh i think me being myself is the way to go i, I I'm, I'm not i'm not gonna you know make it take a stand right now but i'm leaning that way uh, after the show i'd better find a buttload of job offers in my inbox yeah i hope we get a bunch of offers so we don't have to take a job in a market where it's really cold or really hot i think you've paid your dues bud well unfortunately it's a real possibility that i may have to move on without everyone here in the studio I say that in the most positive fashion. I mean, I don't want to be tagged as a dream crusher here, but the fact is, most big-time stations don't have a need for hangers-on and bit players. They have their own. I don't understand. Um, I, I, that didn't sound very positive at all to me or anyone else, but I always thought this was a team effort here, you know, like one-for-all kind of deal. Look around right now and see the faces of those who've given at least 60% effort on most shows. We're a little disappointed, to say the least. But you guys knew it was inevitable, right? I mean, again, I'm saying this in a very positive manner. Um, my dreams do not include you guys, but that doesn't mean that I don't care about each and every one of you. Radio's a tough racket, but we can talk about this more after the show. Right now, we need to get to... Can you check and see if we have the interview with the guy we're waiting for to talk to? 
It's about the red light on the phone's blinking again. Um, I think you're so. Are you serious? You're so. It's a. You're so wrong with the technical stuff. No. It, it, okay, I'll take light. it. Uh, hello, uh, is this uh, Jake Johansson? Yeah, it's me, Jake. Super, Hi. super. Okay, well, welcome to the show. Um, with me, as always, is my co-host, uh, Chick Hunter. Chick, now, in staying with my uh, uh, new positive approach to uh-huh. my on-air persona, right. I'm allotting you 14, 14 words in this interview with Jake, uh-huh. three times your regular limit, uh-huh. so use them wisely and responsibly. I would advise you to consider spacing them out throughout this interview and not shoot your wad right away. Uh, you got that? Okay, super. One. Now, Jake, you're going to be appearing tonight uh, in a bit uh, with one show at 8 o'clock at the Tacoma Comedy Club, and you'll have two shows on Friday. Friday and Saturday at 8 and 10.30. Yes. So thank you for uh, squeezing us in before you go on stage. Well, I appreciate you having me on the show. I I stepped out in the street. I apologize if there's a little bit of noise, but it's pretty exciting in the club right now. I bet it is. You know, Tacoma's a pretty uh, pretty wild town. Um, See, Jake, now you've appeared on David Letterman's show 40-some times, and that has to be close to the record. I I know Regis Philbin has a record. I kind of lost touch what it is. But anyway, um, Dave seems to be, you know, he seems to have done quite well in show business by displaying his grumpy side for a long, long time. So i got to ask you, your professional advice, you're an, you're a professional and you're an expert in this. Is the shiny happy people route the smarter way to go, or should you just be yourself? Well, who's to say that Dave is not being himself? I think he is being himself. I don't know if he seems so grumpy to me, but uh, yeah, I think you've got to always be yourself, right? Oh yeah, I mean, because yeah, if yeah. you're being somebody else, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to be somebody else, and then you forget who you're pretending to be. You get all confused of like, is this me or am I the other guy? Or then eventually, I suppose you turn into the person that you're pretending to be. That's like and that dating. Could be a problem. Yeah, that that's a really good point, and I, re- I probably didn't state that clearly. I mean, yeah, I, I worship the ground that, that, that Mr. Letterman walks on. No, I wasn't saying him being grumpy, but I should have prefaced it. My producer is all over my butt to try to uh, make me more positive, you know, not be so cynical and try to, you know, the up with people kind of thing. And I was just wondering, what, what's your approach, uh, you know, in, in your career? What, what route have you chosen? Well, I guess I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be nice to people. I'm trying to be nice to people. I feel like that's a way. That's a good way to go. Yeah, it is. Because uh, you know, so you get you sort of get back what you what you give out. I don't. I don't. I'm not really familiar with your producer, but he sounds like he's trying to talk you out of something that comes natural to you. And I feel like you ought to just you ought to do what comes naturally to you. All right, super. As it's, long it's, as you're not hurting another person. I don't want to accidentally encourage any serial killers who might be listening. Nah, no, nah, it's Why it's not? a woman. Is her name's Lori. Lori Madsen is our executive producer, and she's she's all over us all the time. But anyway, I'll move on here. Now, Jake, I don't I don't want this segment to be a this is your life thing, but before you got into comedy, you were studying to be a veterinarian at Iowa State University. Was that a go-to major coming from the Midwest? Well, I, I guess. I mean, it's one of those jobs. Nowadays, it seems like, you know, I'm a pretty full-grown man. I mean, I'm not going to get any bigger. Uh, gotcha. But... Uh, at the time, now when I look back on it, it seems like a kind of a, that's a job that you think is a good job when you're a kid, like a veterinarian. I also, you know, kind of feel like fireman or garbage man or astronaut are also good jobs. But uh, I feel like veterinarian, I realized that that was just not for me. And that's why I kind of bailed on that. Hmm. I, I like dogs a lot, so I mean, I would have considered that. Uh, my, I went and, you know, with my major in community college, which was continuing education, that's kind of what I stuck with, but I would have, you know, I guess coming from out here, it didn't really occur to me. To, Chick, how about you? Would you have, would you have wanted to be a vet? Yeah. I, I don't know. Just It sounds kind of cool to me. I, I, anyway. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could be a vet. 
Nobody asked you. Yeah, but, but I couldn't take the temperature. <sighs> yeah, you know where they do that. Yeah. Um, okay, one last bio question i got to ask you before I, uh, uh, I'll let you jump in here. I promise I'm going to go another direction after this. So this question I'm guessing you're kind of really freaking tired of answering, and I know you probably already know what's coming, but it's the stuff that you know, listeners totally dig. So true or false, yes, here it is. Did you really turn down the part of George Costanza on Seinfeld because that's what Jerry says? Oh, you know, somebody was just asking me about that earlier today. Um, I, at the time, I was developing a show at Castle Rock, which is the company that developed Seinfeld. And so I was, I was working on my own show. And then the way I recall it was they said, oh, you know, Jerry's doing his show. And I was friends with Jerry Seinfeld and I knew him. And he was doing the show and it was like, would you like to have this part in his show? And I think my response at the time was probably something like, I would love to do that. Can I do that and still have my own show? And they were like, no, you, 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 you'd be on Jerry's show or you do the show that you're working on for yourself. And I kind of felt like, I, I felt like at the time that those were equal opportunities. Do you want to have your own show or do you want to be um, Jerry's best friend on his show? And I, and I chose my show, which turns out now to have been a mistake because they didn't even shoot that thing. But I think I have a script for it somewhere. Yeah, you know, in life, everybody has nothing to that magnitude, but has stories about, you know, maybe wanting to do over. But, yeah, that, that, that has to be one of the biggest uh, deals that I think I can even imagine. But still, I mean, we've all been there, but never, not, not to that magnitude. Well, I think, I think the thing is, though, if, if I had decided to do that show, there's no telling that that show would have been a hit. I mean, me and uh, Jason Alexander are pretty physically and... Uh, you know, personality-wise, different. And I think if, if I had been in that role, I'm, I'm more closer in type to, like, the, the Michael Richards who played Kramer, so then they might have cast that part differently, and who knows, you start messing around with that show like that, and all at once, I'm the guy who makes that show not a hit. So, I think... Uh, well, I've, I've seen you work many times. I think you would have handled it just fine. But, yeah, I, I, that's that's a modest route you're responding with. I, I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Um, hey, after winning the stand-up well, male comedian of the week. I know. Well, I, yeah, I mean. He's trying to they, change. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, after winning I the stand-up. Yeah. Pardon me? <laughs> I said, I don't know about your producer telling, calling you cynical and everything. He'd be pretty nice. Thank you. All right, super. So after winning the stand-up male comedian of the year award in 1994, was this a blessing or a curse? As everybody expected you to be like the funniest person on earth after that, that's a lot of pressure. Get to me. Well, all of those awards like that are pretty. You know, they're they're kind of great if it gets people to come out and see you, but they're also sort of terrible. The idea that you could be the best stand-up comedian is is a little bit of it's absurd. You know. Last Comic Standing is a, is a competition, comedy competition show, and it's sort of a silly thing to be for the comedians to be competing. But I think the audience likes to watch the competition. But I mean, the reality is, is any of those top five guys could have been the winner on any given, you know, night. Yeah, but to, uh, still, the bottom line is you did win, and that's that's uh, <laughs> that's still nice. That's nice. Yeah, scoreboard baby, and I still have that big belt with that there Italian you go. in the middle. There you go. All right, yeah. super. I, I think it's pretty cool that they named jo Johansenberg South Africa after you. Do you still have a beach place there? <laughs> no, they they took that away from me when the mm. apartheid went down. Yeah, I, yeah, I told you it's politically correct. I'm All right, and it's good good call on that too. By the way, history proved you out right. Um, so you actually are a resident of Southern California, and I believe Santa Monica, right? 
Yes, that's correct. All right. Uh, at times, do you feel like you live in another country when you're touring all over America? Like, what are some of the cultural differences you see while touring through the Appalachian region or Maine or Rhode Island or something? Well, those are places that I actually haven't. I've been to Rhode Island, but I have never done a show in Maine. And, uh, you know, they don't uh, They don't really, I don't sell tickets in Appalachia too much. Well, coming from, coming from Iowa, almost everywhere seems like a different place. You know, but Santa Monica, you've got the Pacific Ocean. You didn't really have anything to compare with the Pacific Ocean in, in Iowa. I mean, I've been, to, I've been to a couple of swimming holes that are pretty nice, but... Uh, I think people are the people are nice everywhere you go, but that's just that's me trying to do that uh, good guy thing. Right, right. I'm not even trying. It's effortless. It comes natural to me. Well, is there a geographic region where they're just the, the toughest and the roughest as far as the audience goes? Is there anything that stands out in any area of the country? I think it's more the part of town than it is the town itself or the part of the country itself. You know, things are always a little bit rougher by the truck stop. Okay. Now, I would be thinking, like, the most upscale places would be the toughest, but that's, that's interesting. Okay. All right. Mark that, mark that down, Chick, if we ever get into the stand-up thing, don't, all right? Don't do truck stops. All right. Um, now, I've yeah. listened to your podcast, Jake This, on uh, of jakejohansson.com and at All Things Comedy, the website. It's very good. Yes. You share some relationship tips. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you share relationship tips as you've been married for, like, 12 years, I believe. Can you identify the number one thing that can prevent a divorce, just just for our knowledge, if we ever get to it? Um... Boy, I think you gotta be. You've got to. You, you've got to have sex with each other. Um, not, a lot of people that wake up call. with our partners. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And you think sex yeah. is like the main bonding factor with marriages staying together? Well, not to turn it into just some kind of base thing, but I feel like that if you're not, if you're, if you kind of stop being interested in being naked with the other person, that that's a sign that things are going in the wrong direction. Write that down. You I got am. it. You got I it. Am. All right, Where's super. my crayon? Hey, Spud. What? Don't don't you have a podcast too? We have a podcast. Yeah, I, shh. I've never heard it. Have you? Okay. Well, Jake, what's been your most memorable moment to this point in your career in comedy? I know. Try it. Yes. Try it. Yes, but required. I had to ask. Oh, my most memorable moment. Well, I, I always, I always kind of sum it up as, as, as for everybody. I've done a lot of good things. I've done all these forty-three appearances on the Letterman Show. I've been on a Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I performed in Hong Kong and Ireland. I performed at the Kennedy Center. Honors for Bob Newhart at his request, and I performed for the President of the United States at Ford Theater. Damn. But the best day of my career was probably the day I quit my day job. Wow. When was that, by the way? That was in 1986. 1986. Uh, did you ever, did you get the opportunity at any point after that to maybe wag the finger a little bit at any of the people that were the naysayers, the doubters, the haters, whatever? Wag the what? The satisfaction <laughs> when you made it. I think he, I think he said finger. Um, no, I'm not a finger weighing wagging. T- I feel like that's in the past. All of that stuff is in the past. Those people you want to wag your finger at. Those are in the rear. Those people are in the rearview mirror, and I want to kind of focus on where I'm going and not where I've been. Well, you know, that's probably the wise course. But you know, Chick and I, we've never had the opportunity to wag our finger ever, and that's kind of our goal. But maybe when we get there, we'll probably feel the same way you do. I don't. I guess time will tell. Well, Elko had right. plays. I think tonight during the show, I'm going to have just a finger wagging moment. I'm just going to say, everybody in the crowd, let's all wag our fingers at the people who didn't believe in us, who didn't believe that we were going to have a good time here. Because we are having a good time. 
I bet they will. That's 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 for the record. All right. Well, tell you what, Jake Johansson will be appearing tonight, uh, very shortly, in a few minutes, at uh, the Tacoma Comedy Club, and will be there with two shows, Friday and Saturday, at eight and ten thirty. Uh, by the way, the Tacoma Comedy Club happens to be coincidentally located in lovely Tacoma, Washington. So, Jake, thank you so very much for checking in with us tonight, and uh, hopefully, we'll talk again. Well, thank you for having me on the show. I'll right. see you at the nightclub. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. This is a Spud Goodman Show. It smells really good. All right, it's music time again. Here they are, the Hilltop Rats. Cigarettes, let's go! There's a hell party down on the rich side of town. We're rolling deep, trapped to the teeth with cheap beers. Going down, going down. Straight to the liquor cabinet. Dad likes real good Scott. Just drinking all he's got. Talking man with me, God. Rolling buckets.
is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Hi, I'm Peter Fonda. Going boating this weekend? Going boating this weekend? If you are, I bet you make sure your boat's fully found in top shape and ready to go. But what about you? Are you ready? Do you know the rules of the road? How to use life-saving devices? What a red buoy means? What a red buoy means? Or even do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Take a safe boating course from the Coast Guard Auxiliary. The good old summertime. Time for family, friends, and fun. Right? Right? Wrong. Wrong. Right? Wrong. Right? Wrong. Right? This is Cesar Romero reminding you that our waterways are about to happen. This is wrong. Our waterways are literally filled with accidents about to happen. Will it happen to you? It needn't if you practice common sense when operating your boat. So remember... This is Robert Stack. This is Robert Stack. This is Robert Stack, speaking for the U.S. Coast Guard. Too sharp a turn, and over you go. A leaky gas tank, and pow, pow, and pow. Too much throttle and right into the dock. No, it doesn't take much to have an accident. It doesn't take much to prevent one. Don't ruin your day at sea, remember. The Coast Guard reminds you, putting your boat in the water this week? Putting your boat in the water this week? I'll bet you are. I just hope you're not among those who'll run into the water this week. I'll bet you are. I just hope you're not among those who'll run into trouble in the water this week. I'll bet you are. Some will be hurt and a few may die. But boating accidents don't have to happen. They can be prevented. It's up to you according to the Coast Guard. So take this tip from me, Jim Brolin, and remember, safe boating is no accident. Big Bear Lake with the engines all a-hoppin'. Big Bear Lake with the outboards all a-poppin'. Big Bear Lake, not a single one is stoppin'. Those moonlight nights so calm and serene, the quiet seems enduring. But comes the dawn, the silence is gone. They're out of their mooring. Big Bear Lake with the motorboats a button. Big Bear Lake, they're a buzzin' and a button. Big Bear Lake with the motorboats a button. Button all day. Rest, rest, relax, relax. Quiet, quiet, quiet! Button all day, 
Spud, while we had that quick break, the staff and I decided that we prefer the Spud Goodman we've known for years. This new positive version of you is not going to work for us. You're really slimy now, and that's way worse than being a grouchy asshole. Well, everything can't be about you guys, okay? This is bigger than the hopes and the dreams of others in the studio. This is about what's best for my career, you know? I mean, seriously. You know I wish you would never have run into that guy at Safeway. At least before we knew who you were. This new spot may be more likable to our listeners, but who would want to work with you? Well, I mean, seriously, the thing is, at regular radio stations, being liked by your coworkers is about, I don't know, number 48 on the list, way after not clogging up the toilet in the staff bathroom and not heating up too many stinky leftovers for lunch in the office microwave? Yeah, well... It's way down the list. Just because we have to walk down the street to the gas station if we have to use the restroom and the fact we don't have a microwave here doesn't mean we're less professional than any of the clear channel or intercom things stations. You always said those places suck the humanity out of their employees. Well, yeah, duh. But you have to understand, I am not getting any younger here. I only have so many years left in this business, so, you know, sometimes one has to make a course adjustment or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want my obituary to at least mention I was employed by a mega corporate giant broadcaster after so many years hanging around in the miners. You know, I mean, it's... I'm, I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be ashamed of saying that. If this new positive me is going to get the job done, then uh, that's the way it has to be. Wow. I, I hope when you listen to all those job offers, you'll at least give some thought to the people who helped you get your dream job. It, well, it takes a village, right? Uh, we're not raising a baby here, man. Oh. I, th- I think you have your slogans a little mixed up. That can't work? Okay, well, okay. okay. How about uh, don't step on banana peels? Uh, can, can we all just agree that wishing me the best is the correct thing to do now? I would appreciate everyone supporting mm. my new persona and not being a bunch of haters. It's yeah, okay. not too much to ask. Okay, 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 I guess. But if you ever get a new co-host, I'll be extremely upset. Well, my hope is I get to work solo for once, you know, after all these years. What? But you never know. They, you know, they might give me some good-looking woman... <laughs> Maybe to help with the ratings, you know, and personal appearances. You hardly ever take me with you on your personal appearances. And that is wrong. Why? It's just business, Chick. It's business. Anyway, we need to wrap this thing up. I I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be. And And I mean that. God bless and ciao. You have just heard a reasonable facsimile of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. And associate producer is Aaron Shanfrau. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Let me in tears. Spud Goodman done let me for drinking my beers. He takes the spatula and puts it in the pan. And while he done that, I just don't understand. He grabs some Pepto for quick relief. His indigestion is beyond belief. Spud Goodman! Spud Goodman! Spud Goodman Show!
Welcome to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. As always, with us are David, On One, Yo. Derek, hey, hey. Trent, who now gets to have his name said. Congratulations. But he doesn't get a microphone. And the unmistakable chick hunter. Yeah, well, who would want to make that mistake anyway? That's a good point. Can, can I can I ask you? We, sure. we probably should have talked about it before we went live, but so Spud went opposite and he went nice, right? Yeah, you I'm know worried. how we? Well, yeah, it is alarming, and also you know how they always tell us we don't have any personality or anything. Uh-huh. Does that mean we like go way over, or should we like just still kind of be mediocre? Like playing the opposite and like trying to make up for it. Yeah, compensate? like is there an amount of enthusiasm we could do to make Super. up for how lame we usually are? Uh, uh, yeah, there's probably a way over. I think you're right. Can we do it without any illicit substances? Oh, well, that might not be possible. Then. Okay, well, we'll, f- we'll figure it out. Um, we're really lucky. Tonight, we have some very cool guys, the Hilltop Rats, still Super. sticking around. And we'll hear from them in a little bit. But first up, tonight, we have a band from Nashville, Tennessee, Majestico. And they serve up something a little different with their trailer from their new album, When Kingdom Comes, on ATO Records. And you should check it out because it's quite good. After that, we have a local band that is playing tonight at the Tractor in Seattle. So we thought you'd give you a taste of what you're missing. Check out Elk and Boar with Bury Me.
the Hilltop Rats. Would you guys mind reintroducing yourselves just in case we have any new tuner inners? Yeah, I'm Zach. I'm the vocalist. I'm Aaron. I play bass. Kenny, guitar. I'm a tuner inner. My name is Josh. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Parker. I play drums. Thank you for sticking around. Um, I can't help but observe after the first hour how completely intensely balls-tastic you guys are. And so I kind of have a philosophical question for you. Balls-tastic. Nice. That's, that's a good thing. That's a very good description. Super. <laughs> so, obviously... I think balls-tastic is as deep as they go, Ivy. Balls deep. Balls deep. <laughs> it can Excuse be... Me. Not just the tip. It can be a limiting factor. It's a safety feature. That's evolution at work, people. Um, but seriously, okay, so here's my question. Obviously, if I'm getting ready to party or go boar hunting or kill a man to watch him die. Call you guys me. are first up on my playlist and I will give you a call. But how do I use you guys if I'm like knitting or painting? You know, can I, will I be like a Zen master if I can throw you guys on and like knit a scarf or a doily? If you can get into the Zen of knitting to Hilltop Rats, you get all the free merch and into any show we ever play for free because that is pretty amazing. I mean, super. And that's like a twenty nine dollar value. Yeah, like twenty nine <laughs> bucks I, worth of free shows and free merch. Can you can you drink while you're knitting? Is that what you said? I do believe it, I, do a it. challenge. No, you can definitely drink well, while you're knitting. If you can do knitting. that, you can you can have fun listening. A to that, challenge sure. has been issued. Uh, the, my next question for you guys is: I am observing four. One, two, three, four, four out of five beards. Does that give you like more statistical relevance? Kenny just can't grow one. More sex appeal. Kenny's Asian. So Kenny's a part Asian. So. <laughs> are, super. I, just super. so, is it a choice or is it to make you more like those old commercials where the dent you, doctors only four out of five I'll of them could agree? I'll answer that. Do you know how much razors are? 
They're expensive. You just get one of the clipper things. You just keep it. You know, Parker you're just lets trimming. it go. He just lets it go. So it's your economic policy. That's me. That's how I do. It. <laughs> Very. I don't, I don't like to shave at all. That's stupid. Okay. <laughs> Super. I'm just lazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm lazy. Can't, can't grow beards. So I'm guessing there's no manscaping going on either then, if that's your... Oh, you Actually, oh, yeah. it's you funny because we just had a text again, yeah. conversation about that today with uh, the whole band. Apparently, Aaron is rocking the hardwood floor. So <laughs> Carpets don't match the drapes. The curtains don't match the drapes. And on that note, what are you going to sing for us? Uh, this next song is called Mundane. Sweet. <clears throat> iPhone. Good Turn on. it off. begin to explain how much I appreciate getting to be in the presence of a band that rocks so hard. I might have a Thanks, slight... Thank you. I think it was you. I have a Tonight. slight concussion, perhaps. You know, I might Super. have to get my eyes checked, but it was totally worth it. 
And where, perchance, can people catch you sometime soon if they'd like to be a part of this? We are uh, playing this Sunday, Art on the Ave. Which is a great venue. It's a great event. Yeah, yeah. Art on the Ave, it's an all-day festival, um, July 13th. Right? It's all free. Come out. Sunday, Sunday July kids. 13th. And awesome. I believe NWCZ will have a presence there, too, correct, on one? Yes, we will be there in full effect. That's Super. awesome. Thank you again very, very, very much, and uh, appreciate it. Really do. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, Derek. Hey, Abby. Do, do you have a clip for us? Uh, I do. Do you have a mic for us? <laughs> I would like a mic. Uh, so our first uh, our first clip of the night comes from the Bill Ingvall interview. I was there. You were there? I, yeah. Were you? Yeah. Were you actually there? Sort of. You were sitting right in that seat. I can, was. Can we roll it? Like, yeah, that's why I love coming up to Washington, because they're just, they're just great people. It's funny, I'm originally from Texas, and you would think that the, my biggest draw would be down from, you know, fans from down in Texas, but it's actually there in the Northwest. Really? Nice. Super. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, other than the fact that I guess that we're all rednecks and we, we kind of all think alike, I, I guess that's the only thing I can, I can draw. But I love coming up there. And you guys just legalized pot, right? Um, actually, officially this week. Yes, that is correct. We. Yeah, yeah. That's off the record, though. Will it, will it be there? Will it be for sale by the time I get there? Um, actually, it will be. It will definitely be by the time you get here. But that, again, that's off the record. We're not really we're not really spreading the word to other states. So there's enough. The supply is supposed to be low, so we don't really want people from like Oklahoma or Montana to be flowing into the state for a while. So no, no, no. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just keep it on the down low. That you know. But all right, super. Um, hey, do you think audiences prefer someone? But, um. I don't want to go all conspiracy theory on you guys, but here's what I'm worrying with this supply and demand thing. I know they want to do checks and make sure that there's like no mold or spores and bad stuff in the pot. But do you think they're just like eking out that tiny, tiny amount so that they can bust more people for not doing it, like selling it like properly through the rules? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think it's just poorly handled uh, operations like Logistics. Yeah, I thought Colorado figured it all out ahead of time. And yeah, now, Colorado like, seemed to have their super. dish together. I think we might have a uh, expert on the panel so, who would like to weigh in. Yeah, go ahead. Of course, we defer to you. Huh? Thank you. you. Thanks. Are you guys oh, looking see, at there me? we go. That's all we. So, do you think on one? This question is for you. Do you think that the pot industry would run smoothly or more smoothly under the government, or should we completely privatize it? Well, I don't know why we would need to privatize pots and pans. I mean, cooking is uh, run by the FDA, right? And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, to our one. resident pot expert. That is not super. He's not a Teflon fan. So now we're going to go back to the music. First up, we have Philly rapper Mega Ran with his very cool Jeremy Lin rap. And then we have a band from Knoxville, Tennessee that performed live on Spud's show. It aired on Fox in 1997. Here's Super Drag from the album Regretfully Yours with Slot Machine. Chance of Jeremy now thundering down from the side From undrafted to talk of the league, from afterthought to all over TV. I tell you, hard work is the key, but uh, this is what can happen when you dream. I'm Jeremy Lynn from 
talk of the league from afterthought to all over TV. I tell you, hard work is the key, but uh, this is what can happen when you dream. I'm Jeremy Lin, six foot three, with a four two, great point average, not vertical. Overlooked by every single team, but never once did he let it hamper his dream. First in the gym and the last one done. Proving hard work pays off in the long run. He killed him in the previous summer. Dropped a career high when Coach finally called his number. From undrafted to talk of the league, from afterthought to all over TV. I tell you, hard work is the key, but uh, this is what can happen when you dream. I'm Jeremy Lin. and go to state but knew his time was coming so he chose to wait never know when you gonna get up in the game but he made his moment count in the biggest of ways in new york city the world's greatest stage 20,000 rabbit fans scream his name wasn't recruited for his ball skills and now you gotta wonder how they all feel didn't quit, he only worked harder Went from Harvard graduate to NBA starter The haters gon' hate and call him lucky Best Ivy Leaguer in the league, sorry Chris Dudley Must be some kind of desire to make everybody who doubted you out to be a liar And even if it only lasts a moment Jeremy Lin took it and owned it, you gotta respect it From undrafted to talk of the league from This is what can happen when you dream. I'm Jeremy Lin. Undrafted the talk of the league. From afterthought to all over TV. I tell you, hard work is the key. But uh, this is what can happen when you dream. I'm Jeremy Lin.
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment. So cool. They say we have another call. And this uh, one, oh, it's from Accordion Joe. Well, you don't have to take it if you don't want to. Oh, that would be rude, wouldn't it? And especially since you said this live on the air. Oh, right. Sorry. Online, could you put him through, please? Here he is. Hello? Hey, Iris. How you doing tonight? It's me, Accordion Joe. It's Ivy. Not super. And yes, Joe, I know you're on the line. What, what prompted you to call? Is everything okay? You haven't fallen, have you? Is that some age dig? I know you kids in that radio station all think you are so young and hip. But I will tell you this. I finished 37th out of 150 on Sunday in a 10K race in full costume while playing my accordion on the course. You know, hmm. I really shocked a lot of my competitors. Joe, Joe, you know me. I'm not young or hip, but you must be referring to the interns around here. But, but good job in that 10K race. It must have been really hot in your Elvis jumpsuit and carrying that accordion. It must have been tough, too. Yeah, Joe, no ageism on my part. My grandfather's 91, and he still skis and not on the bunny hills. Wow, Super. double diamond. Well, the reason why I'm calling this post-show report is supposed to be about music. Right. But a lot of Northwest music. Yep. And I was thinking the other day, you know, why yeah. Why don't I ever hear any of my songs on the show? Mm. I mean, <laughs> and, and that's the Northwest. I mean, I'm not talking about using my talents for bumper music or theme songs. Any hat can provide that for crying out loud. Guys, listen, I, I'm a songwriter, okay? And, and I want to hear my stuff on the radio. Well, you should probably speak with Spud. He's responsible for selecting the music. I myself would play your songs on the show for sure, but it's not up to me. You no, know she would, would, Joe, but this it's all on Spud. Well, okay, I'll try to call him tomorrow, but he never seems to answer the phone when I call. Huh. Anyway, how about I play a little of this new song I've written? It's a little long right now for the radio, but, you know, I have to shorten it up before I go into the studio. You want to hear a little bit? Well, by golly, here it goes! That is not super. On one? Yeah. Can we put Joe on hold right now? We kind of have to play Spud's Clip of the Week. Uh, tell him we'll get to him after the clip. So, Derek, what do we have this week? Well, guys, buckle yourselves in. We're about to be taken on another wild ride full of twisty and turny words in this week's Clip of the Week. In this clip, we've got a mashup of Texas GOP Congressman Louis Gohmert's greatest clips, some of it talking about how, thanks to Obamacare, you have to abandon all your beliefs as a good Christian employer and hire people who are into bestiality and necrophilia. Thanks a lot, Obama. Roll we the clip. To? Here we go. If uh, you're oriented toward animals toward 
animals oriented toward animals bestiality uh then you know that you know that you know that you know that that's not something that could be used held against you or any bias be held against you for that which means you'd have to strike 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 any laws against bestiality if you're oriented toward corpses you'd have to strike 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 any laws against corpses toward children toward children corpses you know there are all kinds of perversions what most of us would call perversions some would say there are all kinds of perversions what most of us would call perversions thank you thank you thank you president barack hussein obama this will be quite a legacy for you and i'm not one of those who says he's not a christian all i know is that's between him and god but what i do know is he has helped jumpstart a new ottoman empire president barack hussein obama president barack ottoman Obama, President Barack Hussein Obama, President Barack Ottoman Obama. There are all kinds of Ottoman perversions. Ultimately, they're saying you have to hire whatever Satan worshiper, whatever Ottoman crossdresser, whatever crossdresser you think might be immoral if that's against your religious belief. You are going to be forced to abandon your religious beliefs. And we've been seeing that with some of the requirements under Obamacare. Well, I think it's safe to say that here at the Spud Goodman Show, we have definitely met all of those new requirements, right? I believe so. Absolutely. Look around the room. Yeah. Under the perversion clause, I think we're good. We got it covered. Apparently, we do need to learn the Ottoman Empire national anthem, though. Super. I don't know that. I think I've got that on my iPod. I'll check Yeah, I'd rather hire a, a cross-dresser. That's kind of hard to sing, but I'll work on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me, but but you don't have to sing; you just kind of hum along. Oh, if you don't know the words, just hum. Isn't it kind of hard to pledge allegiance with no words? Can you hum allegiance? But it's all it's all in Turkish, so I you know I don't know. That's I don't. There are there are a bunch of foreigners over there. I don't know what they do for national anthems. Yeah. Is is Hussein Turkish? The Ottoman Empire is. I think that's Hawaiian. Oh. Man, I'm going to have to relearn my social studies. I could go for a turkey sandwich right now. That sounds good. Wow. Turkey sandwich. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, let's head back to the music. Here we have a rockabilly band from Pittsburgh with their song Hit and Run. And then we have the Doughboys with yet one more cover of a band that Spud likes a lot, the Buzzcocks. Why, she's the girl from the chain store from the Something's Gone Wrong Again compilation album on CZ Records. That's one I didn't have the band... Chevy is always far. I got a girl in every town. At a hundred miles now, I get around. Get around, I'll have my fun, but I don't stay long. It's always hitting run. Seattle down to San Antonio. I got my. 
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. And that was Highway 13 with the song Hit and Run, in case you were wondering. Hey, Derek. Hey, Ivy. What's up next? Um, I have a question for you. Are you a Seinfeld fan? Yeah. I mean, it's part of our culture kind of now. Yeah, it's kind of a redundant question. Uh, Could you imagine anybody other than Jason Alexander playing George George Costanza? Other than the yada, inestimable yada, yada. Chick Hunter? Yeah. Uh, well, no. I could, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about someone who's pretty much the exact opposite of him, like tall and skinny? I feel like tall, there's like wormholes in space where every possibility could happen, I but guess. It just doesn't sound right, though. Yeah. Well, that was nearly the case when comedian Jake Johansson decided to pursue his own show instead of the role of George. Spud, being the hard-hitting, point-blank interviewer he is, asked him about the rumor in his interview earlier tonight. Let's roll the clip. So this question, I'm guessing you're kind of really freaking tired of answering, and I know you probably already know what's coming, but it's the stuff that you know, listeners totally dig. So true or false, yes, here it is. Did you really turn down the part of George Costanza on Seinfeld? Because that's what Jerry says. Oh, you know, somebody was just asking me about that earlier today. Um, 
I, at the time, I was developing a show at Castle Rock, which is the company that developed Seinfeld. And so I was, I was working on my own show, and then the way I recall it was they said, oh, you know, Jerry's doing his show, and I was friends with Jerry Seinfeld, and I knew him. And he was doing this show, and it was like, would you like to have this part in his show? And I think my response at the time was probably something like, I would love to do that. Can I do that and still have my own show? And they were like, no, you, 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 you need to be on Jerry's show or you do the show that you're working on for yourself. And I kind of felt like, I felt like at the time that those were equal opportunities. Do you want to have your own show or do you want to be um, Jerry's best friend on his show? And I, and I chose my show, which turns out now to have been a mistake because they didn't even shoot that thing. But I think I have a script for it somewhere. Yeah, you know, in life, everybody has nothing to that magnitude, but has stories about, you know, maybe wanting to do over. But yeah, that that, that has to be one of the biggest uh, deals that I think I can even imagine. But still, I mean, we've all been there, but never not not to that magnitude. Well, I think I think the thing is, though, if if I had decided to do that show, there's no telling that that show would have been a hit. I mean, me and uh, Jason Alexander are pretty physically and uh, you know, personality-wise, different. And I think if, if I had been in that role, I'm, I'm more closer in type to, like, the, the Michael Richards who played Kramer. So then they might have cast that part differently. And who knows? You start messing around with that show like that, and all at once, I'm the guy who makes that show not a hit. So I think... Uh, well, I've I've I, seen you work many times. I think you would have handled it just fine. But, yeah, I, I, that's that's a modest route you're responding with. Unbelievable. Yeah, just how the it's crazy one one decision. I can't ever be negative or pissy about anything ever ever again given this guy's attitude. I mean, wow, either he's crazy healthy or he has maximized denial to like a new level. I think he's been asked that question too many times and he just said, okay, here's how it is. But I mean, he wasn't even like hiding a tone of like, oh, this one again. It was like, no, I've really come to terms with it. It was impressive. We could all take a lesson from that. Huh? I mean, that show was on for a long time. He had quite a while to go through the stages of, you know, grief. Yeah, I guess he's totally into acceptance. He's finally come to that final yeah. stage. And Got tired of crying there. every Thursday night. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean... I, I would More be every power time I to look at him. My David, account. you look like you want to. Well, yeah, I was just going to say that that I was offered the job of the announcer on the Spud Goodman show, and I, I took it. I, you know, oh man! I, I, I oh, could have been a, in New York now. You know, that's the turn so. in the road yeah, that yeah. you should have looked at. Uh-huh. Dave still cries himself yeah. to sleep every Thursday. I could have been the new Don Pardo. Yeah, and then there's on one. Yeah. No, there's not on one. No. But just stick to my theory that there are like infinite universes. Mm -hmm. And in some universe, you didn't make that choice, Dave. You didn't. And somewhere your your life went right. Just know that somewhere some other version of you is really, really happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what pisses me off. I have no right to be happy like that. Damn me. Good for you, Dave. I I guess he's still in anger, you guys. Yeah. Okay, so next we have some more music. We have a band from Mexico, the Copper Gammons, with Oh Well Well. And after that, check out a great Northwest band from the 60s, Chrome Circus, with their song, Elevator Operator. Oh, well, well. 
an elevator operator And you have no cause to get uptight You're an elevator operator You just don't seem to have that down right You're in no place for judging others By the varying covers of their faces You want to wash your mind of your foul graces Oh, come on You've been working here for many years Coming to the chills of your hometown Everything's been very smooth But you're gonna lose Now stop coming down Cordy and Joe on hold. I bet he's pretty oh, pissed about it. Oh, that one's on the interns. Yeah. Trent, did you forget to remind us about Cordy and Joe holding on the line? Dang it, Trent. I was getting you guys snacks. Uh, no, on one, call Cordy and Joe intern. back and see if he's okay We're taking with away it. the tea. He already has low self-esteem and this won't help at all. Um, on uh, Is he still I, holding? I, yeah, I think he's still. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. It, he's still it, on the line. Hold on, I'll, I'll bring him in. Yeah, he's still playing, too. That is not super... Joe, Joe. I wasn't kidding about that endurance thing. Joe, Joe, that's a that's a nice song, but um, maybe a little long. But uh, after a producer makes some minor changes, it could totally be a local hit. What's it called? Um. Well, you know, I don't know yet. I mean, I was thinking maybe I want to hold both of your hands or a long winding path. Um, what do you think's better? I don't think Sven will play any songs with an accordion in it. He's pretty biased about liking guitars and drums. Hey, why don't you go into the studio, record your album, and I'll slip a few of your MP3s on Spud's iPod. 
who knows? He might end up liking them. Uh, we shouldn't get Joe's hopes up, Ivy. That will never happen. Hey, hey, Joe, have you ever given any thought to maybe adding a little guitar and drums to it? Yeah. Sometimes we have to make compromises in our art. I, I myself am make, taking this ceramics class, and yeah, I really want to make a bunch of cool ashtrays, but why? Nobody uses them anymore. You know, I am so sorry, but I will never, never change my music to please other people. It is an expression of yeah. my inner soul. Scary. Okay, Way then. To stick to your guns, Joe, Joe, why don't you keep playing your music? We do have to put you on hold again, but I promise this time we won't forget about you. Did you hear that, Trent? I'll remember you, Joe. I'm sorry. Good. Right now, we need to return to the music Spud has lined up for us. Uh, on one. Right, right. Sorry about that. No. Okay, so now it's time for a different type of music. First up, we have our friends Metalachi, the world's Ooh. only heavy metal mariachi band who performed live on Spud's video podcast last October. Here's a song from their album Uno and their version of Immigrant Song. Then we'll have Grunge Great's Mud Honey off the Sub Pop Records release March to Fuzz with Brand New Face. <laughs>
This is the Pulse Show Report. Once again, here's your host, Ivy Quinn. So thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Derek and Dave and You're On welcome. One and you are the welcome. intern whose name had to be removed after the show's incident, unfortunately. Maybe you'll learn it back next week. I don't make these decisions, but I do have to enforce the policy. So, Good work on the clips, Derek. Uh, and thank you to Chick, of course, as always. Uh, Just trying to stay awake. on the way home? Yes. Okay. So tonight we're going to leave you with something that's pretty awesome. Oh, it's something from the band Girl Trouble, who, by the way, have the soundtrack out now for their great documentary. Here's the title track from that film, Strictly Sacred. I'm not planning until you guarantee me a Slurpee, too. I will get Slurpees you Slurpees for everyone. Slurpees right. for all my friends. Yay.
Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith, In-Studio Production. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report.